I chaired a commission for The Lancet for two years on COVID. I'm pretty convinced it came out of uh, US lab biotechnology, not out of nature. Hi everyone and welcome to Truth Over News. Jeffrey Sachs, the leader of the Lancet Commission on COVID-19, now admits that the COVID pandemic started in a lab. Even more startlingly, he now also admits that the virus was made with US biotechnology. Sachs made his comments last week at a conference in Spain where he had been invited by former Spanish Prime Minister José Luis Sabatero. Sachs's astonishing revelations were then upstaged by World Health Organization Director Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus when he reportedly confessed to a senior European politician that the virus most likely came out of a Wuhan lab. The admissions from two of the most prominent COVID authorities in the world, who also happen to be establishment stalwarts with a record of appeasing the Chinese Communist Party, is a huge game changer. Early in 2020, just as the COVID pandemic was starting to unfold, Xiao Boutao, a whistleblower from China, published an article claiming that the virus had come out of a Wuhan lab. The whistleblower's paper was quickly removed from the internet, and an all-hands-on-deck effort to scrub and censor the idea of a lab leak quickly ensued. Two institutions played a key role in that scrubbing effort, the World Health Organization and the esteemed British medical journal, The Lancet. World Health Organization chief Tedros and his organization were pushing Chinese Communist Party propaganda, while The Lancet published a statement that maligned and slandered anyone who deigned to even think that the COVID-19 virus might have come out of a lab that the two institutions who were at the center of efforts to aggressively push the false natural origin narrative have now changed course is highly significant. It also, very belatedly, vindicates Xiao Boutao, who, at great personal risk, tried to tell the world where the virus really came from. The surprising admission from WHO head Tedros that the virus most likely came out of Wuhan lab, citing a catastrophic accident, comes on the heels of a WHO investigative report that was published earlier this month that concluded that the virus might well have come out of Wuhan lab and that Chinese authorities had been blocking access to crucial data. The chair of the WHO investigative group, Jean-Claude Manuguera, admitted in media interviews last week that some scientists might be allergic to the idea of investigating the lab leak theory. That allergy appears to be waning at the highest levels, as it is not just the WHO director who now acknowledges the true origins of the virus, but also the head of the Lancet Commission looking into the origins of the virus. Most viewers will be familiar with the outrageous article published by the Lancet early in the pandemic, boldly condemning conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. That article, which was published before most Americans even knew that there was a pandemic spreading around the globe, and which was signed by a number of notable figures, set the tone for the corporate media's coverage. The Lancet article also served as a warning to scientists and science publications around the globe. Say anything about the lab leak and you will be hounded. The pressure campaign worked. 
most virological research is funded through either Anthony Fauci, who was instrumental in shutting down any discussion of the lab leak theory, or Jeremy Farrar, the British Pharmaceutical Trust Director who sits on billions of dollars worth of grant money and who happened to have co-authored the Lancet piece. And so it comes as no surprise that but for a tiny minority of scientists, everyone kept quiet about the lab leak. The Lancet's editor, Richard Horton, is the recipient of the Chinese Communist Party's Friendship Prize, and he published a glowing tribute to Xi Jinping. He then went on Chinese state TV shortly after the start of the pandemic to praise Chinese authorities. Horton has also censured conspiracy theories that the pandemic started in a Wuhan lab. One of the Lancet's early moves was to set up a commission to look into how the pandemic started, specifically to look into the nature, origin and prevention of zoonotic diseases. Not to focus on zoonosis or natural origin, meaning that the Lancet had predetermined what the commission was supposed to conclude. And so it is hugely significant that the chairman of the Lancet Commission, Jeffrey Sachs, now not only admits that the virus came out of a lab, but also admits that US biotechnology was used to create the virus. This is all the more notable because it was Sachs's Lancet Commission that made Peter Daszak, the man who helped Fauci funnel US taxpayer money to the Wuhan lab, a member of its group. It took a year to remove Daszak despite his enormous conflicts of interest. To underscore just how significant Sachs's shift is, he also recently authored a paper in the prestigious Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences calling for an independent investigation of information held by US-based institutions that would reveal the origin of the pandemic. This is a point that we have made many times on this show, specifically that most, if not all the answers we are looking for are held right here in the United States by organizations such as Fauci's NIH and NIAID, by the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, by DASAC's EcoHealth Alliance, by universities, by other research funding bodies, and of course by the intelligence agencies. It is true that China is not cooperating with the origins investigation, as now even the WHO admits. It is also true that we do not need China's cooperation to prove that the pandemic started at a lab. Even more remarkably, Sachs, in his recent National Academy of Sciences article, calls out a lie that was propagated early and often by Fauci-funded scientists and by the corporate media. It concerns the highly unusual furin cleavage site, the part of the COVID-19 virus that makes it so virulent. The COVID-19 virus is the only coronavirus of its kind which has a furin cleavage site. This was a huge problem for Fauci and his group when they set about to cover up the origin of the pandemic. So they claimed that the furin cleavage site was so unusual that no scientist would have designed it. It has often been noted that Fauci's gang of scientists are not mind readers and that they had no insight into the thinking of Chinese scientists or what those Chinese scientists may have been up to. But Sachs now goes even further, pointing out that the critical amino acid sequence of COVID-19's furin cleavage site happens to be identical to one that is present in the human body, strongly suggesting that it was deliberately inserted into a SARS-like virus. In other words, COVID-19 was made in a lab. 
Sachs now also points out that a partnership agreement between the Wuhan Institute of Virology, DASAC's EcoHealth Alliance, and the University of North Carolina's Ralph Barrick had the specific goal of inserting such furin cleavage sites into SARS-like viruses. Which brings us to the next critical point. Let's listen again to what Sachs said last week. I'm pretty convinced it came out of uh, US lab biotechnology not out of nature, just to mention after two years of intensive work on this. So it's a blunder, in my view, of biotech, not an accident of a natural spillover. It's a blunder of biotech, US biotech specifically. Again, this is not just some guy saying it. This is the chairman of the Lancet Commission, the same Lancet that spent two years aggressively pushing the natural origin narrative. And now the chairman is not only open to revisiting that false narrative, but actively declaring that US biotech was used to create the virus. We have known for some time about the cooperation between the so-called godfather of gain-of-function experiments, Ralph Barrick, and the Wuhan lab's Shi Zheng Li. In fact, it was a Barrick and Shi experiment in 2015 that set off alarm bells among the scientific community at the time. Barrick and Shi had created a modified coronavirus that was not only uniquely able to latch onto human cells, just as the COVID-19 virus does, but also able to efficiently replicate in human lungs, again, just as the COVID-19 virus does. To be clear, the COVID-19 virus is not the same virus that was created by Barrick and Xi in 2015, but their collaboration proves that Xi had gained the technical know-how to do these kinds of experiments on her own. But we also know that in 2015, Barrick's lab provided Xi with technology to create humanized mice under a material transfer agreement. Humanized mice are mice that mimic human lung tissue. They are used to test whether newly created viruses can replicate and spread quickly among humans. Humanized mice are experimental stand-ins for humans. From there, it isn't a big leap to a lab worker getting infected. The fact that it's not a big leap is even more evident when one considers that the Wuhan lab conducted its coronavirus research activities under biosafety level 2 conditions. Barrick acknowledged that lab-acquired infections occur much more frequently at biosafety level 2 than at higher levels and that there is much less oversight. Perhaps most damningly, we know that Chinese scientists not only had the know-how, but also that they were using highly advanced Western technology to create gene-edited humanized mice. We know this because scientists from Beijing, including from the Chinese Army's Medical Research Unit, published a paper in April of 2020 that detailed their use of such mice to test the pathogenicity of COVID-19. While their paper was meant to explain how COVID-19 attacked the human body, it inadvertently disclosed that these researchers had access to highly advanced mice long before the pandemic started. That's because if you work back from the time their paper was published in April of 2020, you can work out that the mice had to have been around by summer of 2019 at the latest. Perhaps it is not particularly remarkable that the truth is finally coming out. 
It had to at some point. But what is remarkable is that in this past week, it came out from two very unlikely sources, Saks and Tedros. That's the good news. The bad news is that perhaps people no longer care. Sachs made his comments to his Spanish audience at the beginning of a two and a half hour session, including many audience questions. Yet not one member of the audience asked Sachs about the lab leak. Instead, they wanted to know about Russia and Ukraine. It seems like a lot of people have moved on. That might explain why the elites who misled everyone for two years now feel more comfortable finally telling the truth. Thanks for joining us in today's episode of Truth Over News. Real investigations, real analysis, no narratives.